This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. It's history time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll visit New Zealand's ancient lands with Jamie the host and Dr. Valetta Gillibit the historian. Our fun will never end because it's history time. It's a Thursday morning. Oh, how I love a Thursday. And this morning I'm joined as always by Dr. Valetta Gillibit. Good morning. Good morning, Jamie Kiora. How are we going? Very well, thank it's you. So good to see you. It's been so long. It's been a while, yes. Yeah, it has been a long time between your ranks. It's been history, is what it's been. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks. And I like that Mitch Hedberg joke when they say, look, this is a photo of me when I was younger. And he's like, every photo of you was a photo of you when you were younger. Oh, yes. There are, there are many word plays, many meanings yeah. to draw out of history. Yeah. The idea. <laughs> right. Today we're going to talk about, well, we're going to start a series of um, stories of immigration and migration. And we're going to start off uh, where we should be starting with Māori migration to Aotearoa, New Zealand. Aotearoa being the last great landmass outside of Antarctica to be settled. Um, in between 1250 and 1300, they reckon the first settlements were established here. Who came and why? Well, multiple reasons and um, various folk as well. But um, yeah, it is definitely like good to start at this point. I mean, yeah. the discovery of like Europeans discovered New Zealand uh, like 300 years late. Um, yeah. But and yet we, you know, we have the Captain Cook kind of everywhere, and um, this idea about New Zealand kind of starting in the 19th century, but it actually began a whole lot earlier. Um, so we've got like the, the date of first settlement is debated, as you can imagine, yeah, yeah. Uh, way back in, in remote history. Um, but the general consensus is that, yeah, um, we had East Polynesian migrants arrive around the late 13th century, so that's about 600 years ago. Um, and, yeah, as you said, uh, a late discovery of the continent, um, but the Pacific was uh, the first ocean to be explored, although New Zealand's islands were discovered uh, last mm-hmm. <laughs> and settled over uh, a migration that moved eastwards over thousands of years. So it was a really slow process. Yeah. Um, various uh, kind of reasons offered for why folks may have pushed into the Pacific in this way. Um, competition for resources, uh, wish to establish um, kinship and hierarchies between different settlements mm-hmm. around Polynesia. Um, and they began with pretty simple rafts, really, just sailing from island to island, yeah. settling and um, trading along uh, the Australian, New Guinean, and um, the Solomon Islands coasts as well. So this actually extends from 1100 BCE. Yeah. Very, very remote. And so this um, an incredibly rich and colourful history that New Zealand uh, has as a Polynesian nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could kind of raise that up to balance our idea of New Zealand as, um, as a product of empire, which really came a lot later. But um, anyhow, the Lapita people yes, yes, the uh, were the first to reach remote Oceania, which we're more or less located in. Um, and uh, also including Tung- Tonga and Samoa. So it's West Polynesia, not us. Excuse me, my archaeology is a bit rusty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so items of interest, they brought pigs, dogs, um, chickens, yams, bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, all single-hulled outrigger canoes are still pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, and they're just carrying on from there, basically island hopping yeah. to New Zealand. Um, and again, a slow process. But essentially, they, these small islands were used stepping stones, more or less. Um, the original migrants came from a region we call East Polynesia, which is also known as Hawaii, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. various um, migration narratives. And they brought commodities with them to New Zealand as well. 
and uh, found plenty of stuff going on here. Um, big boy, Hast Eagle, the Moor. Yes, yes. An incredibly rich and biodiverse uh, set of islands. And so naturally it was uh, somewhere where folks would look to set up shop. The Haas Eagle must have been scary. I would certainly have found it quite intimidating. Yeah, three-metre wingspan could lift uh, a small human. Easily. Yeah, likewise um, for the moor. <laughs> oh, totally. Let's not forget the moor. Oh, and actually, like, the, the whole notion of um, migrating and voyaging on the ocean. On, yeah. I mean, by this stage, uh, canoes were double-hulled, yeah. so they kind of upgraded um, the equipment a little bit. But you're navigating by the stars, yeah. or you're navigating by migration patterns of birds you know folks would be on their island and they'd see a bird flying over there and think where's it going yeah 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 and so um there's a lot of chance and risk and just um kind of incomprehensible bravery (laughs) in my opinion that's right i mean because you know new zealand is quite a long way away from the cooks and uh other islands that were part of hawaii yes um and there's not much between them either you've got rail island you know, you might have a few other rocks and stuff, but there's not much going on uh, between uh, New Zealand and the rest of Polynesia. And so it, it's a huge risk. Yes. It's a huge risk. So is, is, that, is that why they, they, they decided to leave where they were and to try to find this land because they saw birds? Well... Certainly um, a good lead-in into yeah. migration that, you know, that the birds are going somewhere good. We'll follow them. And certainly they did, um, you know, find plenty of bounty when they arrived here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, broadly speaking, you can think of the Pacific migrations. They were driven by impulses which were pretty universal in a sense and also personal. Mm-hmm. Um, the desire to discovery, uh, uh, to discover, <laughs> to um, gain prestige, to sate curiosity, um, and certainly, you know, expanding technological innovation, exploration. Mm-hmm. Like, these, this is a tradition that existed long before Cook. Yes. And which yes, Cook just joined into, essentially. Um, but before that, there was Coupe. Yes, Coupe. Let's talk about Coupe. Who was Coupe? Coupe was a uh, chief of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, according to some, many tribal narratives, uh, the first Polynesian to discover New Zealand's islands. So there are some versions which place Coupe, Coupe's arrival hundreds of years uh, before the arrival of other foundling canoes. Yeah. Um, and in other traditions, Coupe is contemporary with the canoes. So um, there's, again, a little bit of difference uh, in terms of how the narrative uh, runs. But generally speaking, uh, quite an interesting backstory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to his departure from Hawaii. Um, in addition to the discovery and grandeur that a good explorer could kind of um, bring to his name, um, it was a fishing dispute. Ah. Uh, so Coupe and his, uh, his men were fishing and something kept uh, eating the bait off their hooks before they were able to catch anything. Um, the culprit turned out to be an enormous octopus, mm-hmm. which was the, uh, happened to be the pet of a rival chief to Coupe. His name was Mutirangi. And so Coupe uh, uh, kind of challenged this fellow and he didn't really he wasn't really bothered at all so coupe resolved to um to kill the octopus and restore his fishing grounds and so chasing the octopus out <laughs> into the cook strait um with his warriors and uh his wife and his whanau uh, potentially mm-hmm. um 
this journey to um, kill a giant octopus is what brought Coupe to New Zealand. Wow, and with his two sea, with his two birds too, right? Yes, yeah, yes, certainly. Right. And, and, yeah, and one of them was, I think, maybe attacked by the octopi, octopus, and then died, and its wings formed the channels around Duval Island. Yes, quite right. And so, yeah, absolutely. That um, the, there are so many. Um, elaborations and yeah. differences in the way that the story plays out. I mean, there are some accounts which describe it as an absolutely epic battle, you know, kind of Kraken style yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. versus this ginormous octopus. Um, it's certainly, you know, a, a colourful beginning yeah. to uh, start start a migration. But yeah, that, that was um, what brought um, what brought Coupe to New Zealand. And there is a, a narrative as well um, that his wife, who is referred to as Hinete Aparangi, in some narratives and um, called Tafirirangi in others. So, um, But she was actually uh, the first person to sight Aotearoa oh. and she called a cloud, a cloud. She thought yeah. it was uh, the landmass was a cloud, hence the land of the long white cloud. That's right, that's right. But I find that interesting because they, they came to Waitamata Harbour, right? That's mm-hmm. where they first came. But the, is is not the land of the long white cloud? Is that not the Southern Alps? Well, some would say that you know. Hence, these traditions are very knotty. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I, I just love that narrative. The notion of um, of New Zealand being named by a woman. Yeah. I don't feel bad uh, repeating it, even if it may be disputed. It uh, mm-hmm. starts off Barbara Brooks's history of New Zealand women. Ah, yes, so Brooks. I'm going to draw on her clout. <laughs> yeah, 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 good. Hide behind it. She has a lot, actually. She has, she I love sure Barbara. Does. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and there was also one of the canoes was called the Altea, right? And that one went down to Altea Harbour. That's why it was named the Harbour. And a lot of the regions around or areas and, and different places around the country are named after the seven canoes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you talked earlier a little bit. You, you, you briefly brought up a couple of things that were brought into the Pacific, into Polynesia by um, by peoples from um, Southeast Asia and, and whatnot was things like pig and chicken. But the pig and chicken didn't make it to Aotearoa, right? Just dogs and rats and kumara. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, a, a smaller kind of transference of commodities and of um, biodiversity, but arguably New Zealand was fairly rich as it was. Yeah. Um, so even if they did bring over other things with them, there would have been no real reason to cultivate them, presumably. There's so much going on there. Um but yeah, no, it was a, a bit later when the kumara and the pig arrived. Yes, yes, and of course the kumara made an interesting travel from South South America originally, and we don't really know how that happened. Intriguing. So very intriguing. I love to know more about that. The kumara mystery. Um, <laughs> well, one of the things is, right, so they came in 1250, 1300, somewhere around those times, mm-hmm. um, and they settled here. They were settlers, they were migrators, they were navigators, they were explorers. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Maori are the indigenous people of our nation. You know, the first people. But when did you go? When did they go from being settlers to indigenous? Well, um, there is a broad periodization of early Maori history that we can kind of follow. Um, the language, are, ironically, uh, is a little archaic. But um, the early era is referred to as the archaic period or okay. era, <laughs> and uh, the later to the classic era. Mm-hmm. Um, so the former, the archaic period, we could call it um, the early settlement era. Um, yeah. So this was the time when folks were getting settled. Um, they were exploring and um, kind of creating bases around, um, around the land, uh, hunting more and uh, generally kind of consolidating their presence here. 
And over several centuries, um, their culture developed uh, and diverged from um, whence they came and yeah. became something uh, which we would recognise as um, being Māori, um, a distinctive dialect, mythologies, ways of artistic expression and mm-hmm. lifestyles and the like. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and that all happened over the course of, of you know, 300 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Centuries. Short, yeah, I mean, but it's not a short, a long period in the scheme of, of world history, but it's enough of a period for this unique and brilliant culture um, to come about uh, and, and really flourish. I mean, there was something like 100,000 people here mm-hmm. uh, when the European first started to come. Mm-hmm. So it was really a, a, a rich and diverse um, peoples that were here in Aotearoa, and, and even within those peoples, there were different, you know, these different dialects, mm, almost certainly as well. Yeah, um, that it that was the increasing population. We had a lot to do with it, and the competition for resources, as yeah. well as some changes in climate, that kind of brought about this yeah. this consolidation. Um, and we saw that the the classic period, quote unquote, um, we saw finally made Punamu begin mm-hmm. to emerge um, weapons, ornaments, um, very elaborate canoe carvings, um, which later would extend to meeting houses, marae yeah. and the like. Mm. Um, also the warrior traditions, um, the pa ar- architecture and um, wakatawa or the war canoes uh, also came about at that time. Um, all of these features that I've mentioned, though, of classical Māori society are gendered male. So uh, yeah, may as well add some um, some feminine uh, elements in there. So yeah, as I say, uh, carving, fighting, building, um, all of these things were somewhat masculine activities. But the complementarity of uh, women and men is integral to the tikanga, which came about around yeah. this time. And so from the feminine side, uh, women composed oriori or lullabies, as well as uh, waiata, which transmitted no- knowledge, yes. uh, iwi histories, Fano histories, and the like. Um, they wove. Uh, gathered and cultivated particular foods and performed very important ritual functions in Māori society, both as marriage partners and as leaders. So all of this um, came into being a few hundred years after Kupe first sat down in Aotearoa. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, all right, so um, there we go. There's, there's a little bit about the, you know, the history of, of migration and, and settlement and flourishing of, of the culture and the creation of the culture here in Aotearoa. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the beginning of migration to this nation. Uh, we have a long, sometimes chequered history, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll look into other aspects of that in the coming weeks. We sure will, yeah, and I'll just add, Jamie, um, if anybody wants to know more about New Zealand's history as a Pacific nation, check out Damon Salisa's work or Francis Steele's work. Okay. Amazing sources, yeah. I will do that myself mm. Mm, today. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I actually will. Hey, uh, thanks, pal. Kia ora. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for listening to Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.